All right, day 242, day 255. Joey said he'd never do it. Uh, Some good news to report as we come on the program at uh, uh, 3 o'clock Eastern, 12 o'clock on the West Coast. Those of you eating In-N-Out burgers, don't take this personally, but I hate your guts because we don't have In-N-Out burgers here, and I'd love one. Uh, Anyway, uh, the Brooklyn shooting suspect, the subway guy from yesterday, has now been taken into police custody which frankly is a miracle considering they didn't have the the surveillance cameras working. And on top of all the money that they take in New York City and New York State in taxes, more than twice what Florida takes in, similar populations, and Florida's infrastructure is a thousand times better uh, than all things New York. Anyway, they you, you get a much better bang for your buck, and there's no state income tax in Florida. It's crazy. Anyway, they took this guy into custody, and um, according to sources, uh, he may have been riding the New York City subways hours after the rush hour shooting, according to some sources. Uh, The subway shooter called for a race war. Apparently, there were these series of really strange, bizarre, angry, hostile social media postings that they've been able to discover about this guy. Democratic media can't wait to sound the alarm, uh, you know, in some cases. But if in others, they just they, they leave out key details if it doesn't fit a political narrative that suits them. Anyway, if it was a, the cops committing something like this, oh, the cops, the cops. Anyway, I don't know what's wrong with this guy, but apparently he made a lot of racist social media posts. And, you know, we haven't heard much from the media about a lot of this. They give the New York Post credit. They deserve kudos for defying the rest of the media's ban on on, on issues that would be normally talked about. Uh, subway shooting suspect Frank James ranted about race issues, claimed that the Russian invasion of Ukraine was proof that black people were treated with disdain in society. How he makes that connection, I'm not sure. These white mother bleepers, this is what they do. Ultimately, at the end of the day, they kill and commit genocide against each other. What do you think they're, they're going to do to black people? Rambling conspiracy theories claiming a race war would follow the ongoing conflict in Europe. Uh, it's just a matter of time before these white mother effers, you know, decide, hey, listen, enough is enough. Uh, these N-words got to go. I mean, it's just crazy stuff. The carnage continued yesterday long after the subway ended in the rampage. Now, so 10 people were reportedly shot by this racist maniac on the train. Again, we'll give him the presumption of innocence. Everyone's innocent until proven guilty, but the authorities believe that they got the right guy. Time will tell. Um, Three people were killed in New York yesterday. Do you know their names? It's just like every weekend when we come back. You know, I, I can go through, make a pretty accurate description. How many people are going to be shot in Chicago or New York City or any other big city? And how many people will be shot and killed? And you never know. We have three people that were killed. Twelve others were wounded in shootings that rocked parts of the Bronx and other places in Brooklyn last night. And the fatalities included a 23-year-old w- woman, two men, 22 and 21, all killed in separate shootings in the Bronx. Five other shootings reported in New York City during roughly a six-hour uh, uh, span. Now, this is the question the mob and the media will never ask. How much of this might be prevented if they didn't cut the New York Police Department's budget by $1 billion? How, 
you know, how 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 much do you want to bet that some of these people involved in these shootings had been arrested and likely let out because of New York's no bail laws? I'd bet that's a high likelihood. And they don't care. They're not restoring the funding to the NYPD. That, that, that all of this is predictable. If you if you cut the police budget by a billion dollars, and you, you you don't have bail for people that even you know rob banks, then what's the point? You, you, basically, if you don't, you know, it's it's an amazing thing. We don't even go after people as long as they don't steal more than a thousand dollars worth of stuff. It's okay. It's okay. All these all these racist rants. And that's another thing. I'm in favor of police following social media as long as they're not targeting people with one political opinion. They ought to be looking for people that threaten violence. And when people threaten violence, they should keep their eye on them. It's not really that complicated, not that hard, not that difficult to figure out. It was one video post of this uh, alleged subway shooter, Frank James, blasting uh, Justice Jackson quote, for marrying a white man, according to uh, one one terrorism expert that has apparently gone over all of this. Uh, we just live in crazy times, and things are getting really worse every day, and I can't even believe that this is now what's going on in this country. And all of it is preventable. Law and order is not hard to achieve. Safety and security for every American, every town, every city is not hard to achieve. You got to enforce the laws and you got to have a strong police presence. Now, when you get a bad apple in a police department, that person has to go. You have to have ways to weed them out. One of the best things that's ever happened is they have body cams and they have car cams and people have cell phones. So we get to see for ourselves what happens under, you know, any particular situation. It doesn't mean that the site is going to be pretty and that the cop did something wrong necessarily. If somebody resists arrest, it's never going to look good on a videotape, but you'll be able to see who's responsible for the confrontation. If you have somebody that complies with a police officer, like if you get pulled over, there's only one, there's only one method of dealing with being pulled over by a police officer, and that is yes, officer, no officer, uh, whatever you say. Can you please step out of the car? Yes, sir. That's it. At that moment of time, they have all the control and all the power. If you don't comply, then they're going to engage in a conflict that you're causing. You might say, well, Hannity, what if they pull me over and I wasn't speeding? Okay, you probably were speeding, but putting that aside, that's what courts are for. You bring your case to court, maybe you have a means somehow to prove that you weren't speeding. I don't know. And I, don't, I know plenty of people that have gone to court fighting speeding tickets that have done extraordinarily well in court. They do really well. Um, the big lie is being exposed. Let's start with that. And that is that Vladimir Putin is responsible for the 41-year high in inflation. The other big lie is being exposed, and that is that Vladimir Putin is res- responsible for the spike in inflation. No, because when Joe Biden took office in January of 2021, we were at 1.4% in terms of the consumer price index, which is most closely associated with the inflation numbers. Now we're at 8.5%. And then you look at the time when Russian, Russia invades Ukraine and you see, oh, 
Well, gas had already gone from, what, about $2.32 a gallon on average or $0.42 a gallon. It was already, you know, $3.75 a gallon. It had gone up significantly, you know, nearly a buck and a half. January of 2021, it was $2.42 a gallon. Went up at least, you know, a buck 25, buck 50 a gallon on average before Putin ever invaded Ukraine. It's that simple. And then, oh, well, you know, this inflation is transitory. They've been telling us that since February, October before. Remember, it wasn't until the end of February when Putin invaded Ukraine. October's CPI was 6.2, 40-year record, November 6.8, December 7.0, January 7.5. February 7.9. There were only four days left in February. So you can't blame Vladimir Putin for the high cost of 40-year high of inflation because we had already had it all of those months. Uh, There's a CBS News poll out. A full two-thirds of the American people now are saying that Joe Biden's inflation crisis is causing them economic hardship. It's causing hardship for themselves, their families, Only 8% of Americans are saying that they are unaffected. Nearly as many Americans, 63%, now say the Biden economy is bad. Only 31% disagree with that. Among those who say the economy is bad, 86% blame the Biden inflation crisis where it belongs, on Joe Biden. 82% blame Joe Biden for skyrocketing gas prices. Two-thirds of people say the Biden inflation's crisis The inflation crisis has forced them to cut back on travel and entertainment. 53% said they've even had to reduce spending on food and groceries. 65% say Biden is not doing enough to lower gas prices. You know, this idea that we're going to tap these uh, petroleum reserves in this country, uh, they're there for security reasons, and he's only talking about a million barrels a day. You know, we if we finish the Keystone XL pipeline, as the Alberta premier, Alberta, Canada premier said would be done by now, we'd be getting 900,000 barrels of Canadian oil, you know, piped into this country on a daily basis. You know, that that would free up our ability to get more natural gas to send to our Western European uh, and NATO allies that desperately need an alternative to Vladimir Putin, because as we pointed out yesterday, Vladimir Putin's making more money from oil and gas this year than he made last year. Almost a billion dollars a day. It's $312 billion he'll make this year alone. Wholesale inflation prices, to add to yesterday's bad news, if you thought the 8.5% inflation was bad enough, well, the wholesale price report came out today. Labor Department announced that its producer price index, which measures inflation at the wholesale level, meaning what you're paying for things, before it reaches consumers, it's up 11.2%. Well, who do you think is going to pay that? It's not going to be the wholesalers. It's going to be you buying retail. Anyway, economists expected it to rise. They, they were predicting 10%. Anyway, diesel fuel prices has now soared 20.4% in the month, leading to the cost increases in, in March. Truckers aren't going to take less for their money. By the way, God bless Joe Manchin. He's out there saying it would be absolutely foolish for Joe Biden not to resurrect the Keystone Pipeline. Well, you know, I think the answer is he is foolish. That's 900,000 barrels of oil a day from Canada to the U.S. I don't like little Justin particularly too much, but he's not Vladimir Putin. He's not an Iranian mullah. 
and he's not a Venezuelan murdering thug dictator, and he's not one of these OPEC countries that hate our guts. He said he floated the idea of rebranding or rerouting the Keystone XL pipeline during a visit to Canada yesterday. And the brand of XL uh, pipeline is gone, probably. And he told reporters when asked about the chance of a revival, you know what he should do? Bring it right into West Virginia. I'd support that for him in his state. That'd be great for the people of his state. Bidenflation is just soaring on so much for transitory inflation, right? That's what they told us. That's what they lied to us about the last time. Just, just ask yourself, if you're like me and uh, you do the grocery shopping every week, I like grocery shopping. Because I, I like to look at the meat because I'm very paleo in my diet. I like to look at the meat before I buy it. My pork chops, pork ribs, uh, beef ribs, steak, hamburgers. You know, I eat a lot of meat. That's what I eat. A lot of onions with it and a lot of spinach and eggs. And I, I, I don't eat hardly any carbs at all. Very little. And everything's astronomically higher than it was a year ago. I mean, significantly, obviously higher. And I talk to people, I, you know, I'm like an old lady sitting there talking to all the old ladies. Did you say the price of this thing? <laughs> Linda, you're laughing. It's true. We, every, everybody's complaining I'm about sure, it. I am sure that these women in the store are very eager to hear your thoughts on what we type talk of meat about they it. should be buying. I'm I, sh- the I have no doubt. lady when, this week, the poor woman had lost her son to fentanyl. Can you believe that? And then I can we did talk it. about high prices after that. But I was like, oh, my heart ached for this poor woman. All right, we're on the verge of this recession. That's the reality. Inflation, 41-year high. Okay, things are bad. To protect your finances, your investments, you got to do everything you can do right now ahead of time. The best way to do this is maybe it's loan consolidation. Maybe it's a maybe you refinance your home, your biggest investment, uh, before inflation drives down home prices. Uh, guess what? You get to borrow more money at the lowest rates we've had in a long time. Look, you've got to look at your entire financial picture. Now, this is where our friends at AmericanFinancing.net come in. They're going to give you a free mortgage review. They'll tell you specifically the plans that would be best for you that would hopefully save you hundreds, maybe thousands of dollars a month, tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars over the course of your loan. All right? this It's absolutely free. No obligation. And their mortgage experts are waiting for your call at 866-615-9200. Takes less than 10 minutes of your time. 866-615-9200. On the web, it's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, NMLSConsumerAccess.org. 